Well, hello, a big hello to Brandon Gallagher. Oh, it's actually second mail on the podcast, I will say. Like, oh, is it? Okay, I thought it was the first. Right. Yeah, uh, no, I'm so sorry, but like... It's okay. Yeah, it's the second. So we are doing a thing this month with Mail Coach March. So you are the second mail to be on the AWPT podcast. Uh, Honoured to have you here. Thank you so much for joining in. We did have a little bit of a, I guess, a sneak peek on our IG live the other day, or last week it was, but I'm super excited to dive a little bit deeper into your journey as a male coach, coaching predominantly females in the fitness industry, but also in the niche of female fighters, which is Super cool and super interesting as well. So elite level athletes, um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is uh, this is cool. This is like the well, this is the first. Well, it's probably first or second podcast I've been asked to be on. So this oh, one, this really? one's cool though. This one's dope. This one's cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, I can't wait to dive into it. So, I mean, we are going to recap a little bit on what we spoke about last week on our IG live, but you know, obviously, different platform, uh, yeah. different you, you know depths that we can sort of dive into. But I found that conversation so interesting. Like, I'm so interested in hearing the male coaching perspective as well as you know how it sort of shaped your career as well as your own experiences as well um Brandon has been through the AWPT and the menstrual cycle course now um and I just yeah love hearing about you know the differences uh that he's found in his coaching as well as um the experiences in coaching females that he's just picked up on intuitively as a male coach so it's really cool to kind of put like those two things together and and sort of see how they mesh in so thank you for joining in um brandon coming from boca raton is that how you say it boca Boca raton florida yeah boca raton in florida so you've had quite an experience you've traveled from new york you went to Atlanta or something like that afterwards so yeah so uh I'll start back in New York so I owned a gym in New York for three years uh we I opened it in 2017 at a business partner it was right after I had graduated college uh it was a great experience owning the gym but you know things happen business partner dynamic shift as you go and he was a lot older than me so it it was one of those things where we wanted different things and just had to make a change for you know my career and I felt like there was there was things that were happening that were holding me back or pulling me down so I I, I made the change uh it was, it was a hard change because you know I don't know you like you specifically or anybody like listening to this but you know when you like that place was like my baby like I started from the ground up I, I worked like consistently to build that place and you know when when you have to kind of I don't want to say be forced to give it up, but like make a tough decision to like give it up like that. It, uh, it hurts because, you know, it's still open and like, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, you, I don't even know how to explain it. Cause it's, uh, it's like kind of like having it. Yeah. It's like having a child and just like seeing it go and you're just like, all right, well, like now I'm done with it. But like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from there, it, it was a lot of things that I needed to, to figure out. Right. Cause I was, when I had the gym, I was 22. When I left, I was 25. And that's kind of, it's a young age to, to do that at and, and have the learning experiences that I did and have all the hats that I had to have on while owning the business. Because there's, there's a lot of things that I see now when I talk to coaches and I talk to, and it's given me a, a really cool perspective because I talk to coaches on a, on a daily basis now uh, being in the position I'm in, which I'll get to, but where their goal is to kind of is to own the gym or it's their goal is to get to a position where they have their own place. And, and sometimes with, or sometime within that three year period for me, uh, I saw that it wasn't matching my, I'll say my long-term vision at that point to be kind of stuck in a spot that it was as small as where I am or I was, which was Albany, New York, which is upstate New York, three hours North of the city because everyone thinks I'm from the city when I say New York. But so three hours north of the city, which is probably about three hours away from Canada or three to five hours away from Canada. So with uh, 
with that, it, it was just the place that I felt as I was getting into, there was more and more that I wanted to do. And as I talked to you a little bit on the Instagram live, you know, I started transitioning a little bit more into the fighters and I was starting to find that I wanted that to be my niche or I wanted that to be the, you know, the thing that I worked up towards. I, I, I don't know if fighters was specifically at that point what I wanted to do, but you know, one of the biggest things I wanted to do in my life is uh, athletes. And I think that's at every point uh, a coach's goal is to work with some people like that. So mm-hmm. when I, when I ended up leaving, uh, that's when I really started making the shift to, fighters and and athletes that I wanted to train. So I made more of a a mental and business change myself. So, and why I'm telling you that is what we'll get to like the female fighters and stuff. So, you know, I made that change, had to figure some stuff out. And uh, I, I realized that what I wanted to do probably wasn't going to be able to be done uh, at least in the timeframe that I was looking for in New York. So I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. The, um, yeah i was wondering was, where it was yeah. i was like it's somewhere like <laughs> random yeah. yeah it was it was uh nashville's a nice city it was fun uh it definitely wasn't somewhere i wanted to live long term but it was a place that i had visited and there was a lot of good stuff there and i i had fell into a position at a gym that was like looking for somebody because someone was leaving and it was in the exact time frame that i was going to show up to nashville with the apartment i was looking at so meant to be right so uh, i i go to nashville uh, I was at the gym. I was able to really take some time for myself because I think, you know, one of the other things too, and I won't dive too deep into this, but with, with coaching, there's so much mental, uh, there's, there's so much mental stuff that goes into it from the perspective of dealing with an individual, you know, understanding them, learning their personality, learning the, the ins and outs of how to talk to different people within a, a session and multiple people mm-hmm. within a session. And you, you, I know, you know what it's like to do this, but as you start to, at the end of the day, you're, you're tired as a coach and it's not usually physical, although it can become physical, but mentally mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's tough and it affects you in other places. If you don't handle it well, like, you know, relationships, family, things like that. Cause sometimes it's, you know, you have, you're seeing anywhere from 10 to, you know, 30 people in a day and they're all different. They all have stories. They're all uh, looking to you to, to kind of help them and grow. And, and that can be a lot if, if you let it be, if you don't handle it properly. So when I got to Nashville, I, I really was, it allowed me to find a balance between coaching and, and like personal and kind of step away without being inside of a gym where I was responsible for everything. Right. Like if that place lives or dies, it's because of me. Yeah. I mean, like, I would love to, like you said, you don't want to dive too deep into that, but I think we can definitely dive deep into that because, you know, as a coach, like you're right, you are, you know, having to deal with like a lot of personalities and a lot of different nervous systems. But first and foremost, you need to know yourself. You need to look into yourself and know your nervous system to be able to relate to these different nervous systems, right? Because everybody has a different nervous system. Yes, there are some innate things in us that are as a human race, like we really sort of know and need to cultivate like social interaction and social engagement is one of them. Like I was literally just on my neuroscience call this morning, like I'm diving super deep into this, like I'm doing a course. It's like, two years long and it's Mm. just so interesting like the first six months is literally just focusing on your own nervous system doing a u-turn looking at yourself looking at how you operate and how you respond to certain situations and the um I guess the responses that come up within you and then like only after you've done that work can you then apply that to level two is like relationships And like level three goes into, you know, level three is only when it's like coaching and interacting with like, you know, other people. And then level four is like within an organization. So there are so many steps to it. So it's amazing that you've done that. And I think that is so important for coaches because like I come across coaches in my mentorship and things like that. And it's like, 
there are those blocks in themselves that are stopping their business from progressing. Like if they don't have that self-worth, they don't have that value within themselves, they know they're providing a, a good value. That will stop them from, you know, for example, showing up on social media, uh, which is really important for online. And we'll get into online, like, because you've transitioned for in-person to like a hybrid of in-person and online. But transitioning, showing up online, um, being able to, again, like online is a whole nother realm because you need to create a relationship through a screen. You and I have never met, but, you know, we've connected over Instagram. We've connected through the course. And we've connected over like IG lives and now a podcast. And, you know, hopefully one day I get to come to um, Florida again. But um, yeah, it's it's a whole different ballpark these days with like so many different, like access to so many different nervous systems as well online and navigating that as well as navigating like your one-to-one, navigating your group. So I think, you know, I would love to hear more about like what you did in that time to help yourself and like you know you spoke about personalities on the Instagram live which we didn't dive into but I'd love to hear like the work you've done with there because it's awesome to just get different people's perspectives on how they came about their self-development journey yeah and I think you know starting back at like my gym uh when you're when you're young when you're in your 20s everybody goes to the phase of you know I know everything right? Mm-hmm. Or the, I think I know more than I actually know. I'll call yeah. it that. But, you know, stepping into the role that I was stepping into, I felt ready. Like I felt, uh, I felt physically and mentally ready, but I don't think that I was like emotionally ready to, to do it. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, there, there, there's too many things that I, I hadn't gone through. There's too many decisions I didn't make yet that or I didn't have to make yet because of certain situations. Cause my family has been awesome my whole life and I've never you know, had to worry about certain things. And there was decisions that had to be made and, and sacrifices that had to be made that I was always willing to make. And I did, but there was aspects of, of me that I didn't put first when I did it. Right. And like I said, I, I think some people look at training as an exercise. They just look at it as exercise. Right. And there's just a person there saying, do these reps, this exercise, blah, 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 for an hour. And then that's it. But if you want to be a successful coach, if you want to be a successful human, which I'll call it, mm-hmm. or a professional coach, you know, that's the way I like to look at this stuff and as professionalizing the industry and making it a career, because, you know, it, it's just been recent that someone like you and I can actually make a career out of coaching. Like this wasn't something five, you know, even five years ago, that was like looked at as, okay, I I can actually be a coach, make a living and like do this for the rest of my life. This has usually been looked at as a stepping stone to a career, quote unquote, where it's like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to train people for a little bit. And then I'm going to go get like a a quote unquote real job. Mm -hmm. So for for me, as soon as I stepped in, I was again, you know, I, and I mentioned this on the Instagram live, I was confident enough that I could do it, but I was grateful that I had some leaders early on that, that taught me a, a ton. Like and when I say a ton, I mean a ton because they gave me an opportunity to really settle in to, to what I needed to do and, uh, and kind of give me the opportunity to make mistakes and learn. So uh, when I, I got out of the gym, it was one of those things where, again, emotionally, there was a lot of stuff going on with dealing with the clients, dealing with uh, the business partner that I was with. There was some like backstabbing going on. And and it was just, it was one of those things where, again, I wasn't handling myself and I was putting everybody else like before me. And if you do that in coaching, you're going to get burned out. You're going to feel it. Like you're going to feel it. It's just plain and simple. There's no, there's no way around it. Cause the one thing I've learned is, people have good intentions, but if you give them your time, they're going to take it, you know, like everyone's going to pull. No one's going to really look back and say, Oh, is Brandon. All right. Are you all right? Is Kayla? All right. It's going to be, you know, only at that end range that it's, you know, or that extreme where they're like, Oh, Kayla, are you all right? You know, but it's our job as individuals and as coaches to say, you know, what are the boundaries that I need to put up? What are the things that I need to say for myself? Like, no, I'm not going to do this or, no, you can't call me at this time or no, you know, uh, I asked you to come at this time. This is the time that works. Like 
putting those boundaries up, which I've learned recently, you know, it is, is so important as a coach. And I think, again, these are things that people don't think about when they're going through and they're looking for, all right, I want to be a coach or, all right, I want to kind of take this as part of my next, the next step in my career. Uh, you know, they, they look at this as a aspect of, oh, let me just train people. Let me do that, you know, and they get these certifications that cover the basics of anatomy and, and exercises. And then they go in and, you know, I've said this, you know, for a while, like personal training is called personal training for a reason, because you're, you're literally getting on a level of personal that like you're essentially in, in a lot of ways, a therapist, because people mm-hmm. don't just bring their physical problems and they're bringing their mental problems and they're bringing their, their day in. Cause you always ask, how's your day? And yeah. you know, it, it, you dive into those different aspects. So like I said, as being a business owner, you know, you have to wear those different hats and you have to know when to turn it on, when to turn it down, when to turn it all the way up, when to turn it down, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So there's these ebbs and flows that go within training that if you don't think about beforehand, you're going to, you're going to dig your own grave essentially with this stuff. So and it's, the, I, and it's the science versus the art of coaching. I like to call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, even looking at the, like the science versus the art, like you can get away with a lot of science in this field but if you don't treat it as an art you know you're going you're going to get held back it's just as simple as that because the difference between a good coach and a great coach yeah and and and, you know finding your niche finding that that aspect that kind of is going to be able to carry you as you go and stand out and not just be the the typical run-of-the-mill coach and that's tough and that requires you know you learning about yourself you taking the time away to to maybe step away from the responsibility. And then, you know, like my, my goal for this year, even just the year of 2022 was uh, one step forward or two steps forward. Right. So one step back, two steps forward is the, mm-hmm. the idea of my year this year, because, you know, I, and in 2020 is when I left the gym and 2021 was when I kind of really took the step back and, and was like, what do I need? Like, what do I need to do here? You know, I left mm-hmm. home for the first time. I moved to a state where I knew literally no one. There was not, mm-hmm. oh, there was one person I knew, but uh, I moved to a state where, you know, I was by myself for the first time ever. And, you know, I remember, uh, I remember the first night I got to Nashville, like when I moved there and I got there at like, it was a 14 hour drive from New York. I got there at like 12 o'clock midnight and all I had was the shit that I had in my car, which wasn't a lot and an air mattress. And I got there, <laughs> I walked into that, I walked into the apartment, it was pitch black. I turned on the lights and I was like, what did I just do? Like, what did I just do? I just moved. And I'm just like, I don't even know what. And I was like emotional and it was, it was a lot, but you know, I just took each day in stride and really, you know, I went there with a plan, you know, not as good as I plan now, but I went there with a plan to, to really work on the things I needed to do. So, so I could be better. Right. So when I had the next opportunity, there was no, Oh, I'm not ready for this. Or there was no, you know, mistakes to be made, quote unquote, because you're always going to make mistakes. They're just new mistakes or better mistakes, right? They're just not as big as they were before. So I got to Nashville and there was things I needed to work on from a coaching perspective, right? Like structure, business, um, decision making. There was also need personal stuff, you know, working on emotional control, working on Uh, handling relationships better, working on understanding what I need to be successful and not what does everybody else need first, you know, because when you run a business, you, you have to, you know, you have to put people first because they are where you get everything from. But like I said, you got to be able to to put it in a position where it doesn't take away from you uh, mentally and physically because, you know, and this is the thing is like when you own a gym, you're working 80 hour weeks and that's the, that's the ticket of entry, right? That's mm. not the, 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 you know, the extreme, that's the, that's the ticket to get into the door to even have a chance. It's putting mm. yourself in the, at your face in the dirt. You know, I, I didn't even get paid for my gym for the first year and a half. And mm. thank God, like, thank God I lived at home because I would be yeah. homeless. If it wasn't for that. And shout out to my mom. Cause if mm. it wasn't for that, I, I would be homeless, but you know, putting myself in a position where I was like, what do I need to do to make this place work? And it didn't work out. It sucked. Cause like I said, with that sacrifice early on, 
you go through and you, and you think back to all the mistakes you may have made or the decisions that you made about running a business. And it's, it's tough when there's a lot of eyes on you and, and you're, you're going through it and, and uh, you know, you somewhat, I, I don't want to say mess it up, but like you, you don't put yourself in, in a position to be as successful as you thought you were going to be. So mm-hmm. when I went to Nashville, it was, it was that it was, okay, why am I feeling this way? What did I do that I could be better at? What was actually my fault? You know, Am I just blaming myself? Am I just beating myself up? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a coach, it, it helped me because every, every decision that I learned or every relationship that I made at that gym back in New York was a learning experience because I, I went through so many different clients. I went from, you know, one of my favorite clients, Josh, who was a 12 year old kid. And I, I took him to a powerlifting meet you know, he was, he was playing football. He was playing basketball. He was just an awesome kid to be with to an 87 year old woman, Gail, who mm. was just like always the light of the room. She was always an awesome person to be around. And she was deadlifting like almost 250 pounds. And she was like 86, 87 at the time. And Love I'm just it. like, what the, f-? yeah. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is <laughs> like, it's sick. And, but each one of those experiences taught me, uh, just so much variety in terms of how I deal with these individuals, but it also taught me, you know, the, the fun of it, of teaching both. Right. And, you know, the experience I got with women that I, like I said, on the, uh, on the Instagram live was something I wish I had the information that I have now. Right. Because those relationships would have been even better and the results would have been even better. But, you know, with, with that stuff, you, you do what you can. And like one of the, another big thing I always say is like, uh, you don't know until you know, right. I could tell you a hundred times what I, you know, what I know or what I think you should do or, you know, things that I've done, but you're not going to know until you're in that situation or you're, you've been, you've gone through it and you're like, Oh shit, that's what they were talking about. Right. So, you know, you, you, you get the information, you you see it and then you're able to put it into use and you're like, damn, I wish I had that back then because X, Y, and Z would have been better. But, you know, as I look back of that whole, gym situation that I was in, you know, I look back to where it's brought me today and like it, you see, you see the reasons why things don't work out, right. You see Mm. the things that are reasons why you made certain decisions and, and, and the bigger picture, right. Or the, or God's plan, whatever you want to call it. Like it it leads you into where you you need to be or should be because, you know, had it not been for Mm. that, probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you probably wouldn't yeah. be in the position with the people that I'm at, you know, dealing with now and working with and the doors that I've opened because of that. So, you know, it's, uh, I'm grateful for it. So yeah. when I went to Nashville, right. I, I, I really had to look in the mirror and like answer those questions for myself as a coach. And I, I needed to see, you know, what I need to be better at. So, you know, it was, I was there for eight months. I think it was a short, it was a short living in Nashville. Oh, stay. I'll call it because <laughs> I uh, I was there for about six months, and then the opportunity at the gym I'm at now, Drew Strong, came up, and then when this came up, I was like, all right, I'm out. Like, <laughs> mm. just tell me when, and I'll be there. You're not so going to give up that I, opportunity, yeah. Yeah. So that was when I really, when I got to Nashville, is when I really made the commitment to you know the online coaching, and I made the commitment to uh, fight uh, fighters or starting to make that transition. But me as a coach, I know. Uh, keeping GPP or having those normal clients, like those everyday people is so helpful. And I, I hope that coaches listening to this understand that. Cause I know sometimes mm-hmm. with the monotonous day-to-day stuff, it's, it's hard with some of these people because they're just not like the most fun or they're not like, you know, they're just coming in to work out, but without dealing with that type of person first and just kind of getting thrown into the, the athlete category, like mm. it, it I look forward to dealing with my normal people. <laughs> like I look yeah. forward to training my normal clients now. Whereas before it was, you know, when I didn't have that other end of it, when I see it, you know, I was like, oh, this is, you know, it's, it's kind of boring or like, it's just not like stimulating me mentally enough where I'm able to kind of like give everything that I have. And now I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I love it. Let's just do some squats. A, Let's just do some It's a different lunges. type of challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fun challenge. And like, it's, you know, it, uh, Cause when you're dealing with high level athletes, there's, there's baggage, there's, mm-hmm. you know, their stress, there's their deadlines and you're kind of their personal assistant essentially mm-hmm. while they're in the yeah. gym. 
Um, so where was I with that? Okay. So I got to, when I got to Nashville, you know, it was a short stay, but I was really able to, to step away from like the nonsense, like mentally and, and emotionally and just like get away. Right. And I know there's a lot of people who's like, who talk about just getting out of a situation before you actually like learn about it. And I think that's what, you know, it kind of helps me with. And I was able to kind of step away, learn, not have anybody in my ear, you know, not have anything there. It was just me dealing with the emotions, dealing with the things that I need to deal with. Um, you know, on top of the gym, I had just gotten out of a relationship at that point. And it was just like, you know, toppling on top of each other. I just, I was like, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, so was then, he running away? And now it's like, yeah, he definitely was. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, you know, for me, right. Uh, I knew at that point I made a decision in the end of uh, September when I had moved to Nashville, I was like, if I don't leave right now, I'm probably mm. never going to leave. Right. So I was like, I got to do this right now while I'm mm. fucking I'm mentally just ready for it. And I did yeah. it. And it was like, I said, it was the best thing I ever did. Like really. It was yeah. the best thing I ever I've did. done it. I've definitely um, done it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, sometimes, you know, the, the one thing is like, I can always go back home. Right. I know no matter what, mm. whatever happens, my mom's never going to not let me come home or like, you know, yeah. something like that. But you know, uh, it was great to kind of put all the responsibility and the pressure on myself to say, all right, go do it. You know, just you believe in yourself, go do it. So yeah. no safety. Or, okay. So yeah, exactly. There's no safety net. It's like, this is on you. you have you to, yeah. And you, and you start to feel, you, you know, when like you got to pay your rent or you want to eat and you're like, all right, now I got to, <laughs> I got to go sign some clients. Like I got to figure something out on a, on a, a job or a side hustle, whatever it is. But it really, it shows who you are as an individual. And the ones who get out, you know, they they make it far because they start to appreciate the little things. And the ones who don't, you know, it, it's just about keeping grind, like just keep moving. But so six months in, I, uh, I really, I wasn't feeling it. Like Nashville, I wasn't feeling the place. I wasn't feeling the gym I was at. So I kind of, uh, I was looking to what was going to be next. And I wasn't sure. And thankfully, uh, I made a connection with uh, Rob one of the, the head sales manager at Drew Strong. And we had always stayed in touch and just kind of communicated through Instagram and whatnot. And he reached out to me. He's like, yo, look for a coach. You know, would you be down to come try it? I'm like, bro, what? I'm like, yeah, just tell me what. So yeah. I, I was talking to him back and forth for a couple months. And I just, I found out at the end of March that I was going to be going down. So end of March, I, I started to like plan. I was out of Nashville. I think the second week in April and I was in Florida, May 1st to, for the internship down here. So to backtrack just a little bit from that, you know, it, it's crazy because when I made the commitment to myself in Nashville, I really was like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to train fighters. And then within a year with just making that little mental switch, I was at the place to train fighters, you know? And yeah, it it was surreal at first. It was one of those things where you get there and like you walk into the gym and there you, you, you see the facility, you see, you know, Phil, you see all the, and you're like, wow, I'm actually here. Like I'm in this. <laughs> so, so you better get, <laughs> you better get ready. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a fit from the start. It was one of those places where, you know, I walked in, everyone was inviting, everyone was like willing to take me on. And, and, and I, I just, I did what I had to do, you know? And like I said, I think the, the ease of me getting into this position and kind of how I progressed into where I'm at was because of the preparation I did and the opportunity I took in Nashville, right? Like maybe mm. it wasn't the best, maybe it wasn't the right decision, but had I not taken that six to eight months and just been on my own, I don't think I would have been able to just step into this place and just mm. go. Cause that's what it felt like. I felt like I just got there and I just put my wheels down and I was like one of those cars that you just keep going like this with. And then you just yeah. put it down and it just goes. That's what I did. And like, you know, I was able to really flex my brain in terms of, you know, the stuff and the knowledge that I had and the information. I was able to do that with high level athletes, high level fighters, you know, in doses at the beginning. But as I showed what I was able to do, I was given more and more responsibility. And then uh, with my experience as being a business owner and my experience is running my own online business and then my own in-person business in New York, you know, I, I uh, was offered the GM position. So I took that as well. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person who, you know, I want to take on responsibility because I, I, it's, I know it's going to benefit me in some way. And when I look at the doors that I want to open, the only way to do that is through responsibility, taking things on, taking on action and, and taking on, uh, you know, being a leader. And I think there's always been something in me that's, that's been uh, a leader, right? I, uh, I'm not afraid to step up in front of the crowd. I'm not afraid to talk in front of people, you know, and it's one of those mm-hmm. things where I just always felt my, my opportunity or always felt inside me that I was to be a leader in a, in some capacity. Didn't know how it was at first, you know, and, you know, thankfully it's in, in this field because it's, it, it's, it's a fun job. You know, I wake mm-hmm. up and I, I have my week laid out. I have my normal clients. I have the things that I get to do on a daily basis. And then, and was- <laughs> You've got a puppy in there. Uh, Sorry, I can, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely, we love, we love puppies on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I can, I can definitely relate to your story. Like I had a similar experience where I just moved to Melbourne and it was literally for eight months and I was like, no, nah, I'm not feeling this. So I went in search of something else. And, you know, when you want to like be the best in your field, you seek out the best. And so for me, I don't know if you've heard of um, Base Gym Australian Strength Coach over here, quite a big yeah. influence in the Australian community in terms of strength coaching. Um, base body babes is like the female side of that so I had the opportunity to actually work with them and work in like you know really deeply with females in strength coaching and I learned so much with them and there's a lot of influence from him and the two girls as well like on my own you know the way I look at things as well and I think what's really really important like if you're a coach in the industry is seeking out a mentor that aligns with you and that aligns with you and as well it's not just about taking uh like everything on board that they say and agreeing with everything they say it's also developing your own and I think that time alone especially has helped uh both of us I guess like cultivate like our own sense of identity and how we want to show up with our clients and you know the strategies that we sort of use with them as well um because you know everyone has their own take every coach has their own take and so I think like yeah seeking out like not just kind of like being like you know fresh out of uni whatever fresh out of your course being like I know everything now like it's literally Mm -hmm. like I know like I know nothing (laughs) is like when I finished my degree is like so much more to know and there's always different layers and deeper layers to go into it and it it's what makes you a coach as an individual is like putting your own spin on learning from these people that you sort of look up to and that you align with your morals and values and goals and um and yeah I think like it's it's absolutely crucial to develop yourself and then seek out like those who you want to learn from as well yeah and I think like and what's been cool over the past couple months specifically you know diving into you know training the female fighters is is kind of led me on another little path of like oh man I I enjoy this you know and like there's 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 purpose behind it there's reason there's uh there's things that I've found that you know I think are bigger than myself in terms of training them um Mm -hmm. Because like I've had, I've trained some cool people. Like I've trained some dope ass people. Like I trained Dustin Poirier for his fight against Connor. I trained Dustin, uh, his last fight against Oliveira for the UFC championship. You know, I helped Phil, uh, which was awesome. I helped Phil with Timbaland. I've trained, uh, wow. you know, Ian, I train Ian Gary, who's one of my big guys right now, Christoph Jocko's in the UFC uh, and, and training the guys. There's just, it's just a different environment because there's uh, like they, they, they know they carry themselves differently. They know what they are like they and they, they almost have to, it's almost like a peacock, whether, whether mm. they mean it or not, they're puffing their feathers all the time. And yeah. you know, what I found with the females is that they're badasses, but they don't, they don't puff the feathers like they need to, you know, like they don't have that confidence. They don't walk into the room and like, you know, have like a demanding presence or anything like that. And sometimes, you know, when you, when you, uh, when you 
don't do that. You know, you don't put yourself in a position to succeed. So as I, and I've seen that a lot with females, you know, and I think that's just a female trait for the most part is that they're a little bit more quiet. There are those females who stand out, right? It's the same thing mm-hmm. with men. There's men who are a little bit more quiet, but there's a lot of men who, you know, are, are this like false bravado or they just put themselves as like this, this mean mugger, you know? Mm. And uh, like with, with the females, what I found was that, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity for them or spaces for them to train and like, you know, one, be comfortable or two, do it in a way that it actually like suits them or benefits them. Right. Because like I said, in the, in the live is there's a lot of people who train them who just stick them in with, Oh, this is what I'm doing with the other guys. So it's going to work for her. And Mm -hmm. that might be the case. Right. But you know, there's, there's other aspects. There's other things that go on. There's other traits. There's other, you know, uh, pieces of personality that you might not be able to hit that, you know, if, if you did and you understood it, that'd be great. But if not, you know, it's just, it's not going to benefit anybody, you know, because the, the female is just different from a male. And Mm. the one thing I started to notice as I was going through this, this whole thing was I wanted to train fighters because of the, you know, I think it's just something I've always loved. I've always loved fight sports, boxing, MMA, you know, I trained jujitsu. I, I always trained boxing and I've gotten into Muay Thai in the last you know few years, but, you know, training the, the highest level athletes in that sport is, is nuts. Cause these guys, are, they, they work their ass off, you know, for us, a heavy week of training might be like five sessions and they're like easily hitting 10 in a week on top of, on top of what they're doing with us. Right. So mm-hmm. with the, with the female that, that there comes balance, there comes uh, personality balance, there comes, you know, the, the physical balance of, you know, what time of the month is it, you know, what, what are, you know, there's hormonal balances, there's all this different stuff and there's certain ages, right. When you reach a certain age, things start happening because, you know, our females are meant to, you know, have babies. So there's things that like continue to, to go on, whether we want it to or not, you know, and it's not like a, a guy who, who just, you know, is, is there and like, whether it's Monday or Friday of the month or the first mm-hmm. or the second week of the month, it's not going to matter, you know, for the most part, I'm like, you know, cause dudes obviously deal with stuff, but you know, there's, there's not, there's not like that physical hormonal change going on uh, without their control. So, you know, I started to look into, you know, the, the fight space and, and, and one of the things, like I said, so trying to put yourself in a position, right. Where, you want to stand out as a coach and you want to stand out as an individual as well. It's, you know, what, how can I be different? You know, what can set me apart? You know, I had done so many certifications in the past. I've done, you know, there's, I'm not a big certification person. Um, I've done and looked at a, a lot and I've only pulled the trigger on like four or five of them. Precision nutrition, uh, prescript level one, um, OPEX, CCP, which if you guys never heard of OPEX, they're a great company as well. And then uh, Phil's mentorship. So, and then, and then your courses. So, you know, I'm very particular with my information. Like, I don't like to just go out and just buy whatever, you know, like if I'm going to be in something, I want to use it. I want to have a need for it. And I want to be able to express it because another thing that I've learned as a coach is like, you know, if you become an information hoarder, you know, what's that going to do for anybody? Like you could have all the information in the world. If you don't have any clients to teach it to, it's like, what's, what's the use of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I started, I had an opportunity, uh, you know, learning from the fighters that I was training. And then uh, a couple were given to me for my own to, to work with. And then I had a couple opportunities with some people that I had made friends with or reached out to and uh, brought some people in. And the first girl that I actually trained was, uh, Janessa, uh, Moranjan. She's, uh, she's from Brazil. She's, uh, a great fighter. She's an Invicta FC right now. Uh, she's hopefully has a fight coming up soon. She was kind of my first taste of the, the female fighter. I, I, uh, she had an ankle issue that she was dealing with and she was just looking for help. You know, she, she was supposed to fight in March, I believe of, the, or no, not March, uh, October. She was supposed to fight in October and, uh, it 
it got pushed back because of her ankle and, and she had been out of the, the, the game for about three years, just, you know, dealing with her stuff and, 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 you know, going on her personal journey and she was just looking for someone to help. So for me, when I had that opportunity, I think that's when I initially reached out to you because uh, I wanted to make sure I was putting her in the best position possible. And I, I knew from myself, you know, that with this, this isn't an everyday situation, right? Like mm. this girl is going and trusting me that she can put her, you know, essentially her life on the line and go fight somebody and, mm-hmm. you know, do that at the best of her ability and feel the best that she can physically and mentally. So for me, you know, when I had the opportunity for that, I was like, all right, I got, I got to figure this out. Like I got to learn and put her in the best position to succeed. We had a lot of time early on, you know, by ourselves where we could uh, work on the specifics get her, you know, prepared, make her comfortable, make her feel good. And it gave me an opportunity to really try some stuff with her that I was learning, uh, questions that I was asking, uh, that I was learning from the course, you know, being able to understand what it is that you're teaching and then put the methods of how do I train a fighter into this or how do I train just an individual into this, right? Because there was things that, you know, I didn't know, things I didn't understand that go along within certain parts of the month and like there's you know programming um ebbs and flow that need to happen within within the month and nutritional things and one of the big things that i found working with her was like she was already on that uh you know nutrition journey because you know weight cuts in that sport are notorious for like destroying these girls and Mm -hmm. i don't know the exact stats but i know a lot of them you know lose their period and a lot of them have digestive issues or they have these you know issues that cause problem after problem after problem because they're dumping so much weight and they're not, you know, that's just not what the body's meant to do, especially a female at, you know, certain points. So, you know, like I said, when I had the opportunity to work with her, it was something that I wanted to kind of put forward and and be like, all right, how do I, how do I best uh, give this girl the opportunity to succeed, make her comfortable and know that she can trust me on this stuff because some of those questions aren't easy to ask as a guy, you know? Yeah. And, and I wanted to make sure I was asking them the right way, understanding the answers that I was getting, understanding that when she was giving me those answers, I have to, you know, digest that and then get it back in a way that she understands as well. And on top of that, there's like a language barrier. She speaks good English, but (laughs) the Portuguese is, uh, it's tough sometimes. So when I started to learn the stuff from you, it kind of, it clicked Right. And it gave me an opportunity to really organize myself in a way that she was able to get what she needed. And then I was able to relay the information more efficiently because that's, you know, my biggest thing is efficiency with all this stuff is like, what's, what's the least amount of work that I have to do? What's the most that I can get done? And, you know, I don't want to be, because again, in this field of, of coaching fighters, and I think which coaches find out once we get to these high levels of, NBA, NFL, like we become buffers, right? We don't even become quote unquote strength coaches sometimes because we are trying to get them better without stealing resources from them to get better at their sport, right? So what does that mean? That means it might be a Tuesday and it's your hour, right? To work with them, but they've already had two sessions that day, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so you have to say, okay, so what am I, what is my intended stimulus here? Am I trying to get strength? Am I trying to get speed? Am I trying to get whatever it is and understand how can I do that in doses that make sense on top of that with a female what time of the month is it, you know, how are you feeling uh, emotionally? How are you feeling physically? And like, you're taking all this stuff and they're coming in you're like, all right, now I got to adjust on the fly. But if you don't have mm-hmm. the information that like I learned from your course, you're, you're going to be a fish out of water. You're just going to be like, you're Oh, maybe this, maybe that. Yeah, you just literally revert back to what you know and, like, what you've done in the past. So, yeah, I think, like, females are complex, but, like, humans are complex as well. And it's not just, like, you know, it's not just the menstrual cycle that we had have to take into consideration, which which you said, like, you know, it's the nervous system. Like, how many sessions have they done that day? Like, you know, what else is going on in their life? Like, other stresses that are playing a role in all of this. And so, yeah, it's, it's arming yourself with as much 
um, like the tools that you have, but also like empowering your clients to have those tools to sort of check in with themselves as well. Like I think that's, you know, super, super important because it's like they're not relying on you. They can come to you and they can tell you, hey, look, like this is where I am. This is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on kind of thing. And, you know, that, like I said before, is going to distinguish between like a good coach and a great coach because like, you know, there are layers to this. Like I told you uh, just earlier, like I'm doing a neuroscience course now. Like I'm like, like deep into like the layers of like the human like beings and the nervous system and all that sort of stuff um, because there is just so much more to like reps and sets. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, with, I think one of the coolest things of working with Janessa was she allowed me to make mistakes, right? And I told her, I was like, listen, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm learning this stuff as we're doing this. Up. I might, I might like, you know, make some changes on the fly. I might say one thing and then change it to another, but just trust me. I just ask that you mm-hmm. trust me. And she has, and she has the whole time. And, and, you know, we've made a ton of progress. And if you've checked out the Instagram, you know, there's, uh, I, I post, most of the workouts that we do and kind of break them down a little bit, but like, uh, you know, from, from coming in to just working on basic foot stuff, you know, to work on her ankle to, you know, getting full plyometrics, being able to express force, being able to change direction, being able to even get back into training. And, and, you know, one of the things is sparring again and just training. And she's, again, she's training at one of the top gyms in the world and she's training with some of the best female athletes and fighters in the world to step in there with confidence has been a huge boost for me. Right. Because, you know, I was able to help her get from, you know, point a to back to where she wants to be. And the conversations that I've had with her, you know, this is, this is her life. Like her fighting is her life. And and I know how much it means to her. And like, you, you know, it's been, it's been crazy to, to say the least, to be able to like bring her, back to where she wants to be and like see the happiness mm. that it brings her and see, you know, all the other stuff that, you know, goes along with that and the, the confidence boost and the peppiness that you see as opposed to the beginning when she was just, yeah, I'm, I'm hurt. Like, I don't, I don't feel good about, you know, but um, you know, I'm proud of her. That's been awesome. And then, you know, that led to other things, right? So when you do good and you, and you're able to uh, express yourself in a way that you can build trust it's going to lead to more. Right. And she ended up mm. bringing, uh, her friend, Estella, who's in the UFC. Um, Stella's a badass. She's one of the cleanest, <laughs> cleanest strikers I've ever seen in my life. Like she's, uh, she's got a Muay Thai background. They're actually both Muay Thai background. Janice is a, uh, I believe a black belt in Muay Thai. And, uh, Estella is, I don't know. I don't know her belt rank, but she, I know she was like 52 and two in Thailand for Muay Thai. So, uh, And again, she's another one where it's just like, she's been through this stuff, you know, there's injuries, there's nagging pains, there's things like that. And, you know, she's even harder because she speaks barely any English. So she's like all Portuguese. So Janice is kind of like the translator. So I'm like, Hey, Estella has this feeling. Estella's like, huh? And then Janice is, you know, talks to her. But, uh, you know, dealing with that and, and finding the success that I've been able to find and not only like the physical stuff, right. Because to me, I don't, that, that stuff's easy for me. Like the, the physical stuff is always as a coach should be easy, right? That's what we're paid mm-hmm. to do. It, it, you know, developing the workouts, progressing, scaling, making those decisions, but like it's the personal stuff and having the, the confidence to go into those conversations and say, Hey, listen, this is what I think we should do. This is why I think we should do it. You know, I'm going to give you the choice, but like, this is my, and they're like, yes, I trust you hundred percent. You got me to this point because I've had those conversations, you know, going all the way back to my gym in New York, where I was de- dealing with females. I was dealing with, you know, older females. I was dealing with younger females. And, and there was just some things that I, I didn't get the results hundred percent that I wanted because I was missing some of these little links in the chain that I wasn't being able to connect everything that I, you know, wish I did. But like I said, mm-hmm. it just, it just didn't happen. So, you know, um, being in the, in the, and even with my normal clients now, like I work with a couple of females as well. And, uh, it, it's just, it's nice going in knowing I have the tools in my pocket to use, right. Cause yeah. it, they're, they're, again, this isn't a bad thing. They're just different, you know, and being able to, to, to confidently go into a situation, no matter who it is and say, yeah, I can help you. 
you know, I might not be the best at it, but like I can help you and I'm learning and I'm, I'm, I'm getting all this data every single day from like making this and like, thank God for like true coach and stuff like that. So I can track that stuff and like show, like eventually go back and like look it over and like, you know, taking Estella through a camp right now. She's got five weeks left and she's, you know, she's feeling better. She's moving better. She's ready. You know? Um, so April 16th, she's fighting, uh, I forgot. I think it's in Vegas. I think she's fighting this. I forgot who she's fighting, but we're going to get this first round KO, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and then whenever, you know, Janessa gets the call, you know, uh, she'll be ready as well. But, you know, kind of diving into this from that perspective, it's like, like I said, it, it, it's just made me feel hundred percent better going into the situations being like, Oh, I know what you're saying here. Right. Here's my tool. Here's my tool. Here's my tool. And, you know, uh, it, it's just, it, it's one of those, like I said, it's just, it's been great to have that information to be able to go back and pull it out and then learn from it and just make it better each session, you know? Yeah, for sure. We've absolutely loved like having you a part of the community and a part of the courses. Um, I wanted to ask you though, just to finish up, like what is one thing, I'm not sure how many male coaches we have actually listening to this podcast right now, but if there was something that you could give them to take away, what would, in terms of like training female athletes, what would it be? Like, what would you tell those male coaches who train females, like as just a takeaway for them? Takeaway? I'd say be patient, right? Um, one, because there's, like you've been talking about, and I, you got to tell me about this course you're taking because I'm interested in it, but like <laughs> there's just neurological differences that go on within a female and there's just different types of athletes, right? It doesn't mean they're less of an athlete. It just means there are different types of athletes. And, 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 and like I've just been saying, like arm yourself with enough information so that, you know, you can go into those conversations with confidence and say, hey, you know, I can help you. Uh, this, this is how I'm going to help you. And we're going to make changes along the way. And like I said, you know, when, when you're put in certain situations, sometimes you got to figure it out. Sometimes you don't have the luxury like I did to say, Oh, I'm going to help this, you know, I'm going to help this girl. Let me go ask Kayla for, you know, to what I could do in the course to, you know, figure this out and help. And, um, I would say do it now. You know, do it when, when you have the chance before, because, you know, this is something that I've kind of found working with the, the female audience and fighters that I, I want to keep doing, because I think it's, you know, there's, like I said, I, I think that female fighting is underrated in terms of just like the, the depth of it, because they're, it, it's, it's fairly new for the most part. It's, it's something that wasn't really around. Well, I mean, around in the UFC, I should say, but like, um, it's been around obviously forever, but like in the capacity it is now, like these, I, I want to create an environment for like those girls to say, yeah, that's what I'm going to. Like, I'm going to Brandon, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to win my fight and then we're going to do it again. So for me, you know, for another guy coach, whether it's fighters, whether it's uh, just everyday female, like arm yourself with the information, do the research, try it. Don't be afraid to fuck up. Don't be afraid to ask the questions, right? Because I think, like I said, it's, it's awkward sometimes as a guy to ask girls those types of questions. And, mm -hmm. and women, you know, sometimes might be weird to hear that type of question from a male. But arm yourself with the information. So when you do ask those questions, it's not just surface level. And you can, and I think that's the one thing that sets, like we've been saying, like a good coach from a great coach, right? It's like when you have that conversation, is an actual conversation. Like, are you, you know, a female isn't going to trust you if you're not able to fully at least understand or have the information to say, yes, this is why this is happening. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And this is how I think I can fix it as opposed to being like, oh yeah, you'll, you'll be all right. Like, oh yeah, you'll be okay in a week. Right. Like, oh, we'll just yeah. take it easy. It's like, no, well, like, you know, why are we going to take it easy? Like, what, what are we going to get to? Should I have this mm -hmm. already planned? Right. Whether it's happening or not, like, you should understand these ebbs and flows that go on within the month so that at the end of it, it's, it's better prepared and it's better to be prepared and then adjust as you go. than be like, Oh, let me, let me just try this. Maybe I'll do this this week. I don't know. Maybe I'll check it on. You know, I'll do it as the week goes on. So 
uh, I would say for guys, get the information and then start trying to, uh, and even if it's just taking on a client for free, right? Like taking on a female mm-hmm. client. I think a lot of people get, you know, uh, they, they, they don't, they're not willing to take on people for free just for, you know, the, the learning experience, you know, it's just one free client, use that information, you know, get the, get the, the data from it, collect it. And then you go on and you share and you share and you share it. And it's just learning experiences. So, you know, sacrifice kind of the, the, the theme of this today, right? Like everything is just like, put yourself in a position that um, whatever those decisions are that you need to make, like it's going to, it's going to work out, trust it. And just, you know, give yourself the opportunity to be ready for those, for those um, things when they come. Absolutely. Great advice of Brandon. Thank you so much for joining. I absolutely love the insight that you have given, you know, in terms of training female fighters and, and having that openness as a male coach to go, okay, yeah, there are differences here. Cause I get a lot of like, you don't need to train males different than females. And like in some cases, yes, like that's the case. Um, but in others it's not, and it's the same, like with males, like there's going to be, you know, differences between males that, uh, you know, just within like the male population between people, right. Like human beings. And so it's all just learning literally about human beings because, you know, we, like I said, at the very start, like we all have this nervous system that yes, there are certain responses that show up that are similar, but they may show up in different ways and they may show up differently for different people. So you know, it is a conversation yeah. between male and female, but it's also a conversation between human beings. Yeah, I think like with with people who say that, like I think most of the time it's a lack of understanding, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I would I would I would bet that it's most of the time a lack of understanding. Uh, but I think that you know, there's there's always and, and this is the thing. It's like fitness isn't going to really really change from person to person like we all have to do the same things we all function relatively the same we all have for the most part the same muscles in the same area right so Mm. it's like yes if we if we can understand the body as a whole maybe like on a fundamental level like females and males don't have to do that much different right but like that's not that's not in a perfect world right that's a perfect world we're talking about obviously we're not in a perfect world so dealing with stress, dealing with nervous systems, like you're talking about dealing with food, dealing with, uh, you know, society, the, the status quo, all this stuff that everyone's trying to live up to. Like you're, if you're treating it different, if you're not treating it different, like, you know, eventually it's going to catch up to you. You know, if you're not willing to at least put yourself in a position to say, you know, cause you have to, you have to be willing to admit that there are differences, right. Before you can start to, uh, have to learn about it. But you know, there's, I think that it's clear things need to be different for males and females. It's just the capacity in which, you know, you take that. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. especially (laughs) when it, especially when it comes to athletes, right. Because athletes are at that point where it's like those one percenters count, like the, the tiniest things count. And yeah, it just gets, it gets like super nuanced when it, when it comes to that as well, because like, you know, everything could, could affect it right like did she get enough sleep like did she and you know this is true for like general population as well like nailing your nutrition nailing the sleep the stress like all these things it's just like at a minute minuscule level when it comes to athletes because like the difference is like you know with people who are new there is like room to improve whereas like you know in the first I don't know, six months of someone training, they could add 20 kilos to their squat. But when it comes to athletes, like if we're talking strength, let's say it might take two years to increase your deadlift by two and a half kilos or like five pounds yeah. or something like that. So, and I was going to say, like, you know, with uh, right now with like the, the athletes that I deal with, right? Like fighting is literally a game of like milliseconds and inches. And, you know, milliseconds meaning like speed of punch and then inches mm. meaning like Reaction being able times. to move and get out and, 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 and swivel and, and pivot and, and reach and whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I forgot this, that it, I forgot the stat that it was, there was a specific uh, difference within a punch that the guy got knocked out 
completely and the guy got like stunned and then lost the fight so like mm. it's those little milliseconds that mm. are the difference between winning and losing so it's like how are you going to look at that and say oh i'm just going to treat it the same right you know like mm. it's just to me like looking at that and then the other stat is that i think i read today or someone told me today that like most mma fights end within eight to 12 second bouts of like movement so it's like usually an eight to 10 second window where the fight's over at that point so it's wow. like that that sounds pretty specific to me to say that like a male and a female at that point are the same to train them like that that's just not going to be uh th- I, i'm not going to follow that so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah sure. so uh, uh yeah Awesome. Brandon, thank you so much. Um, we can, if you guys want to check out Brandon's work, Brandon's training and programming, if there's any females out there interested in more like fight specific stuff, I know I definitely am. And I'm going to dive deep into this uh, with Brandon over the coming months. So watch out yeah. for that. Um, at Brandon underscore underscore Gallagher, spelled G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's that's your Instagram. Anywhere else we can find you? Anything else you want to uh, tell our listeners before we sign off? Uh, no, yeah, the Instagram is where you can reach me best. Uh, I'll, I'll reach out to any, or if you guys have any questions, you can always DM me. Um, or if you just, you know, check out the information, check out the content. Let me know what you, you know what you guys think. Um, and if any, if there are any females who are looking to get into, you know, fight sports or are in fight sports or just want more information, definitely reach out. Um, you know, like I said, I, I have, uh, the online stuff that I do as well. And then, uh, yeah, if you're in the Boca Raton area or you're in Florida or you, you got a camp coming up, come see him. Yeah. Let's get it. He's Let's your get man. Work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kayla. Awesome. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much, Brandon.